All right, welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. As always, I'd like to give a big thanks to all the listeners. You guys are the best, especially those Patreon subscribers. Uh, I can't do it without you guys. I really can't. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, last week's episode, I did two last week, two podcasts, one with Will the Thrill Miles. I'm calling him Will the Thrill. He's a writer and producer on Southside of Comedy Central. Now moving over to HBO Max show. And I also did a solo podcast where your boy Joey just ranted about some shit. And um, I really enjoyed that. So I think you might be getting an extra solo podcast per week going forward. And um, today's podcast, I'm also very excited for a returning guest. Um, just like a real piece of shit of a person. Uh, <laughs> just terrible accent from uh, Wisconsin, which is just the poor man's Illinois, I think, or the poor person's uh, Minnesota. I, I don't know. I really don't know. Actually, I love I love all those places. Those are great places. And I, I love the guests I'm about to bring on. Returning to the podcast, the one, the only, Rebecca Gibson. What's up, Becca? Oh, oh nothing. Just hanging out. I... I had my first insult of my of my name. Um, another comic, Mike Robinson. Um, we were hanging out. We were all drunk, and he was like, "Rebecca, get over here." I was like, "All right." And he goes, "I don't like the way your voice sounds." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna go kill myself. <laughs> so, thank you. Then you well, listen, Rebecca. I normally give great intros, I thought and that was I thought great. this time, yeah, thank you. I thought this time around, because you're a returning guest mm -hmm. and we're chummy pals, yep. that I would be like, you know what? I'm going to give her some shit. Why yeah. not? You want to know what? Keep, keep me on my toes. I The day that comics stop giving each other shit is the day we all stop, I think. When we, when we can't be mean to each other, we should put our hats down and be like, we're done. This is it. Yeah, right? I definitely, the thought of that going away breaks my heart. Yeah, we, we, I was thinking about this the other day because I was texting a couple of my friends, uh, comedian friends, uh, these replies I see. TikTok has got some of the best replies fucking mm -hmm. ever to videos. Really? Because Yeah, because I think there's a lot of people on there who are like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm not trying to get followers. I'm just going to post. And, and obviously, you see that shit on, on Twitter, too. Yeah. But. And look, obviously, there's some assholes who make replies where you're like, all right, you're a piece of shit. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> right. But the ones on TikTok, I'm fucking cry laughing over. Really? I didn't know that it was a brutal. That's so to me, that's like a nicey, nice place to me. I think when I think of mean, I think of like Reddit, but I've never list. I've never read the comments because Reddit's an anonymous. You don't you can say whatever you want. You can be like, hey, you fat piece of lard that's not funny like that's just and then no no one's the wiser who said it but tiktok See, we just don't care <laughs> i want you well, to know yeah <laughs> i think though see reddit's just mean it's yeah. just there's, no, there's gonna be a little humor to it mm -hmm. um and they're not all like mean but some of them are just like funny is and okay here's a, here's my two favorite ones that i've come across recently i've come across a lot of really good ones this woman had like some people do like these like transformation videos on TikTok. It's kind of like a big uh, tr uh, trend. A lot yeah. of them is like a weight loss thing or, uh, you know, learning something like, oh, I started off sucking and now I'm awesome. Like shit like that. Yeah. This woman's was um, she showed pictures of herself and Rebecca, these these monsters on her chest. They were like, bam, right? <laughs> I know. I know you like big boobs, Rebecca. I know you're into them. So come on. I, I have a story for you after this about. Big old boobies continue. Can't wait. Can't wait. We're going to follow it up with a, a lot of boob talk. 
so it, the transformation was that she went from having big boobs to like medium sized ones because like she had back pain. So she yeah. had a breast reduction. Right. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, I got to check the comments on this. Mm-hmm. The first comment <laughs> was, damn, you just went from a nine to a six. <laughs> I laughed for an hour. And because I just loved it, because look, there was, it was like good natured in a sense. I'm mm-hmm. sure she didn't like it maybe, mm-hmm. but it was clever enough yeah. that even though I was like, man, probably not the nicest thing to put on that. Cause she's really like happy with her body now, but mm-hmm. it's fucking funny. Yeah. It's funny. Also, you're getting a reduction in breasts and then now you're also getting a reduction in looks. And that's kind of funny. Like you've just reducted everything. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why it's funny too, because it was like a choice that was made. Mm-hmm. Now, if she would have, you know, if she had the transformation of like, here's me at 300 pounds, here's me at like 175, and someone was like, oh, finally, you're fuckable. Like, that would be like, <laughs> all right, come on. Yeah, yeah. It is also the- hilarious, though. <laughs> yeah, also, that's funny. It's the one thing that you can do the reduction that's like, you will never, it's like a good for you. Like, people get their breasts larger and it's kind of like frowned upon, but like, people kind of still, there's a stigma of like it being like a bad thing. But like, a reduction is such like a hero act. Be like, oh, she had a lot of health issues that hurt her back. And then, and I think, it, I think it's hard to like, because to dress for yourself. But my, uh, I used to have a neighbor who had size K breasts. She was like 60 years old and, and she was like, everyone thinks my husband likes them. He hates them. They're huge. <laughs> They're like down to her knees. Well, at 60 size K, that's just. That's up there. That's not, that's getting stuck in your shoe. I am. Stuck in your shoe. <laughs> You're stepping on that. I am. Uh, my... How bad are those nipples? <laughs> oh, you said how big or how bad? Both. Both. How big and bad, right? I mean, you're 60. Did she have kids? Yep. Probably got chewed up a bit. Yeah, chewed up. Probably leathery. Probably looked like a little dog toy. Leather- I- <laughs> oh, All right, let's hear your big boob story. All right, this is a this is a wacky story. This just happened to me last week. Okay, I went to the dentist. All right, which should not be a weird, which is no place I should see boobs. I would say ever. And I I went to this place. This has happened to me several times. Where my little sister is. You like known for giving sketchy recommendations. Like I'll be like, hey, like I'm like I'm looking for like some place to like get a facial. She's like, I know this great place in Pilsen. Doesn't look like a spa. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna stop you there. And so she goes, I'm like, I need to go to the dentist. She's like, I know this guy. He's like, it's such a great place. And it's she's like, in the beginning, it doesn't kind of look like a dentist office, but it is. And I'm like, he's like, and you can like pay him with like as you go. And he's really nice. I'm like, all right. <laughs> And it was in Lakeview. So I'm like, oh, that's like a, a fine neighborhood. And I get there and everyone's so nice when I go in there. I'm like, this is like the best place on earth. And my dentist is like 60 years old. Okay. And every time I go in there, it's at the end of the day. And he's always like filling me with compliments. He's like, you're so sweet. You're so nice. I'm like, I know. I know. And then he's like showing me pictures of this like of dental work that he's done that he was going to do for me. And he's like, Oh, here, I got it on my phone. And I'm like, all right. I'm like, it's weird that he doesn't just have it on like a screen and he's flashing through all these pictures. And all of a sudden I see six pictures in a row of like the biggest bare naked breasts, like just like laying down on a bed, like huge bare knockers. 
and he doesn't say anything about it and I don't say anything about it. He's swiping through it like it could have been a picture of a dog. Like choo 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 He's like, anyways, here's my grandkids. He's like, here's my boat that I have on Bridgeport Harbor on 31st Street. And he goes, and here are the teeth. And I'm like, <gasps> <laughs> okay. How he'd even do like a oh whoops, sorry about that. He didn't say whoops. He just kept scrolling like there wasn't pictures of boobs in front of my face. And then at first, you know, when you're in the moment and you don't think about it, and then I'm driving home and I'm like, that was weird, <laughs> right? It's weird that I saw four pairs of breasts. Huge. Wait, they were different women's? Yeah. And they were all massive. Massive. Like like cow udders, like fake ones, like laying down. Oh, they were laying down too. See, would let yeah. when they're that big and you're laying down, they kind of like fall in on themselves a little bit or, you know, not these, but they look a little bit fake, but I okay. think maybe he does that on, I don't know. What would... Well, first of all, um, we got mad respect for this guy. This mm-hmm. guy, it's fucking cool as shit. Anything. That's like a power move to be like, you see them boobs? Anything. You know, you see them? The boat afterwards. He's like, these are my friends, my young friends. I'm like, this guy. That one yeah. thing I would worry about if I were you. Because he, you said these women were laying down. Yeah. <gasps> Maybe they were laying down in a dental chair. Oh, like under, they were under? They were under for like wisdom teeth or something. And he's just taking tit pics like uh, Tim Watley from Seinfeld. Although they weren't taking tit pics. They were, you know, fondling and, and fingering, I think. There was a lot of hand stuff. Oh. Wait, was that a, is that a movie? Wait, they were. It was, uh, that- no, from Seinfeld. You're young, I forget. The TV show Seinfeld. Seinfeld. And then. Uh, <laughs> they had a dentist who was fondling people in the no, show. I was gonna say that's a pretty good movie. But yeah, that would be a great movie. It would be a great movie. It'd be crazy if like the whole like office was in on it, or they were like harvesting organs while they were under for. You never know. You want to know what the difference in Wisconsin Chicago is? It is the here you just never know. It's such a sketchy place. Like we might be dumb in Wisconsin, but you know I'm gonna go to the dentist and not see boobs. You know? you know, yeah, but that's not fun. I, I, you know, the dentist sucks. Maybe, maybe he thought you were nervous and yeah. <laughs> calm people down, Rebecca. Well, that's why I thought he was being so sweet because I am nervous. I hate doctors. I'm like, like a child. And he was talking to me like I was a six year old kid. He's like, you're so brave. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> He's like, you're doing so great. Well, I'm bad at doctors. I mentioned on the last podcast, I get like real faint almost every time I get go there. I, I like pass out kind of. Really? Little... My mind goes into like a la la land. I'm like, my heart's racing. So like, I'm not comprehending a lot when I'm in there. So you're just nervous though, but you're never like at the risk of passing out. No, I'm not a pussy, but I, um, but I do, I do get a little, <laughs> a little nervous. My hands get sweaty and I'm like, I gotta watch. Well, my- I want to backtrack on something you said though. Cause I strongly disagree with this. I actually have a stand-up bit about it off of uh, the Community Chanel album, which you guys should all check out. I believe it's on Apple and Spotify still. It came out about fucking 11 years ago, I think now. Or no, 10 years ago. Anyhow, it's uh, you mentioned like Wisconsin versus Chicago, and I kind of feel like you did like a small-town, big-city thing there. Yeah. In the city, you kind of know how you're going to die, though, right? Mm-hmm. There's a million different ways. Yeah, it, it can be a little weird. I feel like the country is when the really creepy-ass shit happens, though. Yeah, that's like skull fucking wearing skin. You know, I feel like whenever you watch a movie, a horror movie, and there's like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like a House of Wax situation, it's not set in fucking Manhattan or it's not set in Denver. You're like right near downtown, you Mm -hmm. know, 
it's always set like trees, a lot of tall trees. A lot of tall trees. When there's no one, there's no one to save you. When you're in the woods, you're 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 out of there. That's like it's it's like being on the boat. If I were to go with that dentist on his boat, which maybe I will, you're a sitting duck. When you're in the woods or you're in a small town, you can't just scream out help and somebody in the nearby. In a city, there's people all around. I do feel yeah. a little bit more scared in the country. Like if I were by myself on like a dirt road at night, I'm like, if I break down, that whoever's coming behind me to help me will be the death. It'll be death. Yes. See, that's interesting because it's fr- more friendly, yeah. like in the country and rural places. Mm-hmm. I find the people more friendly. They're, you know, they're cool. And this isn't saying one or is better than the other, but city's better. Um, <laughs> no, I, I agree though. Like the thing is, there, again, people are probably more friendly in the, in the country, but in the city, I feel like there's more people. So the statistical odds of someone being like, oh yeah, I'll fucking mm-hmm. make sure that person has to stab you a hundred times. Yeah. You know, I'll get to you. Like, like a little bit, you yeah. know, shit like that. But on the, on the other side of that, because when I went to New York, I felt I felt safe almost the entire time, like coming home on the subway. There were so many people at like 2 a.m. It was still a packed car. And I was like, I feel as safe as can be. And then someone was like, yeah, but nobody here gives a shit. So people get like robbed and attacked on the subway all the time. I hear that. I hear that. But I can't. I think if you're getting robbed and they're taking your wallet, someone's going to look up and be like, eh. But if you're getting physically beaten, I feel like people would step in. I really do. And maybe I'm being too nice to New Yorkers. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Though. I've, you know, I've been in New York a bunch of times. I've always had a great time. I think people think, oh, I'm from Chicago. I should hate New York because mm-hmm. of the sports team rivalries that we have. But I feel like we kick their ass in most stuff. Um, well, the Yankees have us in the Mets. You know, the Bulls and Knicks, that's where I'm thinking we really dominated. But it's... If there's so many people around and New York's crime statistics are actually very low for the amount of people they have. Mm. It's statistically much safer than a lot of cities and it's yeah. huge, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like everyone's just, there's too many people around to really like, I think the real crime in New York is like wall street shit yeah. you know what I mean? where they're just screwing over the little guy. Well, also I think there's a lot of like unsolved. I think there's, I think there's a lot of like unsolved cases in New York. I think a lot of stuff goes on in like alleys where people just, they get mugged and they they just, don't really have alleys. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Because the trash is everywhere. That is Yeah, I mean there's little alleyways. I mean you could pull someone in between like two buildings and fuck them up, but it's not like an alley like Chicago alleys. Well that is safe. Maybe that's the crime rate. A lot goes down in an alley. I pissed in every alley in the north side of Chicago. Oh yeah. I'm and, not kidding. No, I'm right there with you and I am a female. I'll do it if I'm drunk. If I'm not drunk, it'll be during the day and if I'm like, well, I gotta be in. I'm sober all the time. As a woman, you're comfortable just popping a squat wherever wherever it may be. Not if there are people around, but if if um, but yeah, I will pee in an alley. I will pee almost anywhere. I although the older I get now, I kind of need to be like backed up against something. Almost like like I can't. Maybe this is just because I'm out of shape, but I'm not. I can't like squat and just pee. I have to like like if it's a tree, I'll just like sit up against the tree. <laughs> And then your lower back up again. I got gotcha. you. I've done the coolest thing with like with like kids because you know if you're in a park, they just are gonna like pee. And if it's a boy, they can just go anywhere. With a girl, you kind of just like hold them like they're sitting on a toilet, and they'll just pee <laughs> straight down. And I'm like, I'm a genius. Just put your hands under their armpits a little bit and kind of propped them up a little bit, right? 
Well, no, you got to get their legs up because if you don't do that, then they're then they're going to pee all over themselves. So well, they, I figured they would do the sitting position and then you kind of hold them up as they're doing that. Yeah, yeah. well, that's a hard. That's uncomfortable. That's too many things to focus. On. I have two sons, so I don't really know what the experience is with little girls having to pee. Thank God. It sounds um, creepy even saying it out loud. Well, it's worse. I think it's worse with boys because there's there's more going on down there. It's harder to clean. I would I would think. I don't know. And plus, they pee on themselves. Like, have your sons peed on their faces yet? Um, as babies, you mean? Like when you're changing their diaper, mm-hmm. they've gotten past it off the shoulder. Luckily, I was I'm very quick on the draw. <laughs> Maybe when other people changed it, they might have gotten up there. Yeah. But I think statistically, like every little boy's peed on them themselves and damn well near their face, even because <laughs> the times like when you take the diaper off because you're like, oh, you took a shit. I'm, I'm, your brain's like, I'm changing a poopy diaper and you open it up and then this piss is just like a goddamn geyser. You know, it's impressive. <laughs> it's like they know. I think it's the air. They're like, now I will pee. Your they children, say air. Yeah, they think it's the air. Your children look exactly the same. Do people tell you that a lot? Maybe not in person, but in pictures. I'm like, this is the same child. They, sm- they their smiles are very similar. Um, I think Dylan is not quite as pale as Matthew. Matthew's very white. I uh, get that from me. Dylan has his mother's uh, skin tone, which is a little darker. His eyes are a little darker shade of blue. Matthew's are a little bit more baby blue like me. And but yeah, they do. They look a lot alike. They're very similar. They get along great. So so far, very lucky. Um, Although Dylan just wants to play with the stuff the older son Matthew wants to play with. And sometimes Matthew's like, you don't know what the fuck you're doing, dude. Like he doesn't say, he doesn't swear yeah. like that. But I'd love it. Like, you, it would be great if he's like, you stop it. I'm building train tracks in a certain way. And here you come along just fucking it up, man. Okay, that the Lego train doesn't go to these tracks. It goes to a different train track. So just fucking move it along, little one. Yeah. You know, it'd be great if you actually talk like that. It would make It would make your little one be pretty tough he's gonna go up and be like i can take on anything i had the worst of brothers i think he's actually getting tougher and that's why i think the younger brother often does get tough michael jordan famously said that he wouldn't be the basketball player he was if it wasn't for his older brother just destroying him all the time growing up because it made him have this psychotic competitive drive where he thought if i could beat my brother i could beat anybody yeah Um, and you you also want to beat that level even though you shouldn't be because he's what two years three years older like, but the little kid is just like, I want to be like him so bad that they kind of just grow, grow, grow. Cause they're like, I don't know, got a little more kick in them. I, but, yeah, I, I'd like to find a study or get like actual statistics about it of how often the younger brother becomes the better athlete than the older brother. I bet yeah. it's a lot. I bet it's a lot. Although then are you better athlete than your sisters? Oh yeah. I'm, but I'm right <laughs> right in the middle i i just did it more like i was just involved in more sports but i would like to think that yeah my little sister played a lot and she's not i hope she doesn't watch this because it just was not her forte and she suck oh yeah she's, she's really fucking bad. awful let's tag her in it once we upload it you'd be like she said she's fucking suck you know when you could see they're trying their hardest and you're like ooh, ooh, my goof <laughs> but i think well middle child too i think you kind of just like do what you want you're kind of in the, you're not trying to please anyone and you're not trying to be anything. So you're just like, but I don't know. You were the oldest. No, I'm uh, second. I'm second of four. Mm, I yeah. You, the middle ones definitely get a little bit lost in the shuffle sometimes. Yeah. Um, so then it makes you, yeah, there's a little bit more of a, I don't give a fuck in the middle children. 
Mm -hmm. And also you see, you kind of are like, oh, I saw what they did that made them get in trouble. And it's like, I see what the other one, I'm like, so I'll just not do that. (laughs) You kind of just are like existing, I guess. I don't know. Yes. Well, what I've noticed is that, and sometimes I feel guilty about this, but my eldest son, it was just, he was just him. He was by himself for a little over two years. He was two years and like two months when my youngest son was born. And so he was kind of just like always, I I have your attention 100%. And it's like, well, actually, there's a baby here now. So we got to divvy up the attention. And now that they're a little older, there are times where my son, the oldest still is like, dad, play this with me, play this game or, or build this thing or, you know, let's fucking do this thing. And it's like, all right, well, I got to do some stuff with Dylan too. And this, the game you want to play, Dylan doesn't really get that game. He's a little too little. Mm-hmm. And then it makes the little one because I'll just occupy him with something. I'm like, all right, dude. Cause the older one could like yell now. He'll be like, what the fuck? Can I do this again? The kid's not swearing everyone. I just, that's how I internalize or, or, uh, interpret what he means. Um, but, uh, so I'll be like, all right, Dylan, I'll, you know, you play with here again, like some Spider-Man or Captain America toys or something. And he's playing by himself, but he's learning to be more independent because he's by himself. Or he's watching what we're doing and then he's figuring it out quick. Like, you know what I mean? So I feel like the middle kids and younger ones get a little bit more independent quicker because they grew up in a world where they didn't get a parent who had 100% of their attention. I wonder if that's going to make them grow up to be a little bit kind of a little needy, you think? The younger one? No, the older one, I think. I think the older older children are being needier. Like in a relationship, he's going to be like, like, you're not spending enough time with me. Like, do you think that's going to... Back to him? I don't know. I don't. I don't really give a shit right now. <laughs> that's for their future. You know, that's their fucking relationship problems. And then, like, like as a parent, you just want them to be alive, healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, obviously, you want them to be well adjusted and all that kind of stuff, and and be a normal contributing member of society, and normal by like meaning like you know, not a murderer or, or any shit like that. Um, if they want to be like fucking dying their hair blue and stuff, I'm totally cool with that. I like that kind of self-expression i'm going to teach like free thinkers and like the kid he's he's fibbing a little bit but mm-hmm. like it's funny he'll be like dad he'll whisper to me and be like i'm gonna have one reese's peanut butter cup but we but we don't need to tell mom like mom, mom no it's not like a thing and i'm like but if mommy asked you got to tell her you had one because we don't we don't want to lie i'm teaching him and he's like but she won't ask so, so let's go get one so like he's like he i kind of respect that way of thinking that he's doing because he's knowing like, okay, if I ask mom, she'll be like, no, you can't have chocolate right now. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, have fucking apple slices or some shit instead. But dad's pretty cool. So dad might go along with it. Even though I'm not always being, you know, I'm, I, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to be the parent that has a sugared up kid. So I'm trying to balance out the diet too, but also I don't mind. He eats pretty well overall. So I don't mind sneaking him a little candy, but I do respect him being like, you know what? I, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to get that while making everyone happy at the same time. I think that's pretty fucking clever. Yeah. That's really good. Now, you were homeschooled, Rebecca. Yeah. <laughs> How's that for a transition? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a really good segue. <laughs> so I'm a what, what was that like then? So like, how did you make friends outside of your, your living room classroom or your dining room classroom? Well, I, well, I had such a big family, so I mainly hung out, like, with my, my brother's 18 months older than me, so, like, from zero to 10, I would just hang out with my brother, and then I, and then we started to get involved in these homeschool groups, 
which if you saw the kids that are in this homeschool group today, you'd be like, this is like the scariest thing I've ever seen. It's like, it's like denim skirts. It was like, we'd go to these like skating rinks and they had homeschool nights once a month on Wednesdays. And it'd be like kids roller skating in denim skirts down like to their feet, playing only Christian music. Like no one was allowed to like touch, hold hands. It was, it was something like out of a movie. And I, and I met my best friend, Sarah, we're still best friends. And so she just turned 30 this week. So we've been best friends for like 20 years. But then her name was Sarah Gergie, and we were like the only friends for almost all the way until high school. Oh, that's nerdy. pretty sweet that you're still friends. Yeah, it's really sweet. She um uh, she has like kids now and a husband, so we don't see each other a whole lot. But it's a culture shock. I it was I went to a private school when I was fifteen, but there were only seven kids in my class. So seven? Seven. That's we fucking were, like, I know. If wow. we were like, a bigger class, like the, the guy who graduated before me, he was the only person in their class. And all the teachers were just parents, like from like the church that we went to. And then, so then I went to like a, a real school, UW Rock County. And it was like, I was like, oh, oh, there's people everywhere. And then I started banging. Didn't <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm like, oh my God, they all so- love me. <laughs> So what age did you start banging? I missed the age timeline there. 19. That's when my world opened for the first time. And I was like, oh, and your vagina is- too. And my vagina. Well, and my butt. I am. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, oh, there's a whole world out here. I, and, and since then, I'm like, when you live such a sheltered life, when you get to be out in the world, you're like, this is great. I don't know why everyone is complaining you can do whatever you want you can live an entire life doing whatever you want now yeah it's almost like the amish had that rumspringa thing you know did you ever ask your parents now that you're an adult woman be Mm -hmm. like what the fuck was that about the homeschooling thing well i already they will tell you because um they didn't want my dad's a pastor so in a very conservative and they didn't want worldly views being pushed into our heads. So like the public schools will not teach you about Christ, the Bible, evolution. My parents don't believe in evolution. So that's like the number one thing that they wouldn't want. So see in a public school, I went to a Chicago public grade school. And then for high school though, I went to an all guys Catholic high school. Now what Christian denomination is your dad? A reformed Presbyterian. Okay, I, I don't know the differences anyway. I don't even know why I asked. It's just it's basically like Baptist, and that's okay. what I went to was a Baptist school. Let me ask you this: How come Black Baptists always have a blasted church, but the White Baptists? I feel like you guys aren't doing that, are you? Are you guys doing like the, you know, like grabbing your chest no. and doing this thing? It's like oh, like the cool, like the cool churches. No, it's like because that's like um, they're actually very against it because you're it's supposed to be like about God, and you're not supposed to like. Sh- like show it's not supposed to be like a concert because then they're like then it's not about worshiping christ like we only add a piano because anything more than a piano would be considered for your own entertainment and not to like give worship to god like that's the type of (laughs) upbringing that i had it just makes me laugh because it's who the fuck decides like you know 100 years from now they'll be like all right, an acoustic guitar is fine. But if I hear one fucking minor chord, you're out. <laughs> That's really would be the debates. And and you're like, am I going insane? Am I the only one who thinks this is nutty? And there was probably like two weeks straight 
there was a debate in our church whether they should take the piano out and it should only be a cappella or if they should keep the piano in that was fine it was like a vote and it was pretty it was pretty split and also it's like to do hymns only hymns and no other praise worship they're really against taking secular songs and making it christian that's kind of a big no-no okay i mean i I don't like knocking religion but that (laughs) fucking it's weird to me it's weird as all yeah. Now with the public school thing, I was going to say, cause you were worried about those certain things mm-hmm. of all the things you listed. Yeah. They don't, there's no religion at all. No yeah. one's talking about God at all. I mean, we had to do the pledge of allegiance, which has under God, but other than that, there's zero religion in uh Chicago public school, which is like, good. You should be learning fucking subjects, right. do the religion stuff at home, pray in the morning, pray after school. If that's your thing, yeah. go for it. Right. Uh, school should be about learning. Yeah. yeah Evolution works a lot though. So there your parents would be like, Hey, uh, do I look like a monkey? You know, whatever evolution, <laughs> anti-evolution people say, you know, that's about it. That's all. That's, about it, right? that's how they cover it. Yeah. I would rather be less dumb and no, you know, I would have rather gone to a public school. Although the older I get, the more I realize that I'm just as smart as the people who went to public school. Like I, growing up, I always, I've always felt like I wasn't. And then when you get to talking to somebody, you're like, Oh, you actually aren't learning a lot there either. <laughs> no, I don't. I think the, like the whole school system, public school, Catholic school, I think the, the, a lot of them are just American schools in general are failing. I feel mm-hmm. like um, I just with the homeschool thing. And look, people, you know, if you're a fucking parent out there listening, you, you do whatever the fuck you want or whatever you think is best. Mm-hmm. I just remembered growing up, every homeschool kid you met or you heard about was some fucking weirdo because they didn't know how to socialize. I know. And I do get a twinge of that sometimes. I, I, I try very hard to to be normal but it but i think it's just the more but but also be weird you know it's kind of cool. cool it's kind of cool to not be social you know yeah i mean drop the weird wisconsin accent but everything else i think you're adjusted very well adjusted rebecca oh, yeah. well the re- real humdinger is i'm really from missouri so i don't know why i'm laying this on so thick <laughs> no i like your accent but it's very folksy and when people hear it they're like that's wisconsin I know. And I don't even realize. And, and when I do stand up, it's worse. And you know, when in your head, you realize you're doing something and then you're like, well, I can't stop now. <laughs> I'm already halfway through my set. I can't switch back. To talk I've, I've caught you in your sets early on, like <laughs> three, four years ago, go in and out of the accent. Yeah. So I think it's better to just pick a path because as the audience will be like, what the fuck's going on right now? Where, where is she from? What's happening with this voice? <laughs> but I don't do it on purpose. Do you remember when we did that show in Wisconsin at, at the lake and you made fun of my accent and, and everyone was like, we don't hear it. That's right. That show was insane. That was like the first on the road. The only one I've done on the road in the last year. Was that like June of, la- of 2020? Yeah. Like things had calmed down. We're starting to calm down a little bit. And outdoor show. It was an outdoor show. I'm like, we'll be safe. You know, I got, I got to do it. I wanted to do it. I had to get out. And right away, the dude who ran the place was like, put it there. And it's like, fucking, (laughs) I don't want to touch your hand. Get the fuck away from me, man. Like, and you could tell everyone there. It was, again, it was a small town. They were just like, what's COVID? Yeah. They didn't care. And I even remember that he he was, um, he was like, listen, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die. I'm not even sure if it's like real, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, well, my 
wife is actually a nurse and she sees it every single day. Yeah. I had to tell him because I can't, there was a time in my life where, you know, you're working the road and you're just like, I want to do my set. I want to have fun. Mm -hmm. I'll talk to people afterwards, but every now and then you come across some people where you're just like, you think what now? Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. they'll just like drop some racist remark and like, right, man. I'm like, no, get the fuck away. There are times in the past where I just be like, just kind of like nod my head or just change the subject, get the fuck out of there. Cause you don't want a confrontation when you're like traveling. Mm-hmm. That's the thing about traveling. You just want to like make things easy. Yeah. Cause you're again, you're far from home. It's like what we were talking about earlier with like being out in the middle of nowhere of some killers after you. That's why the horror movies are set out there. Cause there's like this level of like, I'm alone, alone, yeah. you know, me and these fucking crazy trees. So when you're traveling, you're kind of like that too. You don't want to like, I've never heard of too many people like, dude, I got into a brawl on vacation. It's like, usually it's just like, whatever, fine. I'll fucking move on. Yeah. But now I'm at the point with, especially with the COVID stuff. When I heard that people say stuff like that, I'm like, no, it's real. It's yeah. fucking real. It's real. Lord, I, um, yeah, I, tr- I try when I go on the road to, to be nice, but I find the more, I don't know if I'm like getting in my head lately about like things that could go wrong, but I'm trying to like, just go and do it and be nice and then kind of like leave, but not, not give too much of myself like away conversationally because i'm like you never know who you're if it's a stranger and you're talking after a show you're like you never know who that person is going to be i mean for women it's a whole different bag um that's the one thing i remember talking about that with i think megan gailey or someone Mm -hmm. where i was like there's nothing as a guy i could do i feel like i had an accent there as a guy um (laughs) See, it just can't come ever make a woman feel safe with strangers. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was saying, like as much as society could evolve and all that shit, there's there's still going to be a paranoia in most women's heads, like walking back to their car or whatever, where it's like, shit, am I going to get fucking yeah. killed or stabbed? You, mm-hmm. you say you're on an elevator, you know, you're going up on an elevator and someone gets on a floor and you're like, I got fucking 18 more floors with this guy. I don't know what's yeah. going to happen. I only say that because I watched the Lone Order SVU episode the other day where there's an elevator situation. You're like, fuck, you know? Oh, no. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, I get a little nervous every – I just look. I'll, I'll get nervous in an elevator, and if a, this happened to me last week, and it's not the guy's fault. He's walk, just walking behind me, but I'm like, I am nervous. You Until he passes me, there's just like a little bit of nerves, but not even in like a sexual way. I'm like, what if this guy just like hits me in the head and <laughs> like takes my wallet? Like there's just that type of like – and if it's a girl, I'm like, well, like, like she could hit me in the head and it would hurt, but I don't, I don't know if she's going to get my purse. You can take that bitch. Yeah. I could probably, I could probably handle it. I've been wanting to get into a fight lately. I've been just wanting to, to know if I could do it, you know, and either a woman or like an average size male. Cause I almost feel like I could hold my own there too. <laughs> like a- um, let me just say you probably couldn't. Um, I don't know, actually. Yeah, I think you could. An average size male, depending on the dude. Very much depending on the dude. But I like how you were at the stage of the pandemic where you want to get into a fucking fist fight. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Well, like mask on, of course. Oh, yeah. You got to be safe. Duh. Keep your mask on. And it's like just fist to fist. Have yeah, no mouth. Only like body shots and kicks, I would say. Just to oh. keep it. I was going to say like, you know, I got a couple of broken ribs, but I didn't get any droplets on anyone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it transferred through blood? No. COVID? I don't think so. Like I, if someone, <laughs> you'd be blood brothers and someone who's COVID, it's not HIV. No. Um, 
but it's a virus and HIV is a virus. So virus because could viruses, okay. they could go that way. I don't, I don't know. I have to Google this. Now. Thank you, Rebecca. You're welcome. I am. You know what I do when I'm walking and there's a woman walking slowly in front of me. Um, I just go, you want to fucking move, bitch? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I, sort of audio thing right there. No, you know what I say? I start singing a song loudly so they know, oh, there's no way I'm going to get murdered to a guy who's singing like, like a real jolly song. You know what I mean? I'll start singing like Christmas songs in July, shit like that, that they're like, all right, this guy's clearly safe. He's just a little drunk. They're like, he's singing System of a Down, and I'm actually terrified now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, you got to sing a little slip, Slipknot to let them know you, you come you come to fucking headbang, you know? Did you just get that Beatles hat that looks new? Um, I barely wear it. You know, I need a haircut. I'm past due for a cut. And normally I have it when I go, Let's uh, everyone watching this on YouTube, you're about to see the wide angle. Uh-oh. When I go um, this route, hold on, where you go? Click that. I uh, usually have like the Beatles hat right behind me right here. It's like, Mm -hmm. I like to have this nice background display here. It It tells people about my personality. Yeah. I feel like this says a lot about me. Being at someone else's house and mooching off of them. Sure. With some cushions. I thought that was a um, background at first. I didn't think that was in real life. It's real life. Yeah. I got my guy, uh, Richard Pryor right there. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Nirvana's first album, Bleach. I got yep. a show poster from a show I did in Alaska that you could kind of see because the wall changes pattern there. So mm. I've got Cubs uh, MVP All-Star, World Series champion Chris Bryant. I got some Marvel toys right here, some whiskey bottles, a little Chicago flag. Are you watching? Uh, oh, is this still Kilgallen's Pub? Because I brought a drink just in case. You you could drink along. I'm not drinking right now. Um, I call it the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. Um I went away from Kilgallen's pub for Google search reasons. I'm like, I got to just put my name on everything. Just make it easier. I suppose. Could call it the Joe Kilgallen show, but the Joe Kilgallen podcast works. Yeah. Your name has a nice ring to it where you can, where you can go. Um, it's just Joe Kilgallen. Um, with the Marvel, you like Marvel. Are you watching WandaVision? Yeah. I'm watching WandaVision and I'm I loving love- every second. And you want to know what? Unlike those haters from the beginning, I was on board with it. From the get-go. Because I knew what it was going to be. They said it was going to be kind of goofy. I went into it not expecting a normal like Marvel show. Well, they said they were going to do things they had never done before. The whole tagline of the show is expanding the universe. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they were kind of giving you a sense that something is not what it seems. Like this isn't really them going from the 50s to the 60s to 70s. And then they're going to get to the 2020s. And then... 2020s, whatever we're calling this new decade. And then that's just gonna no, know. They obviously they were they teased enough from the first two episodes where I knew big shit was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Also, all the haters, this yeah. is Marvel. I know they don't really fuck shit up. Nope. They know what they're doing. And I feel like they've earned the level of trust for me to be okay with the first two episodes being slow. I've watched a lot of TV shows that people went insane for where mm-hmm. the first two episodes were just all right. Yeah, you know I mean, like the first four episodes of The Wire, I think are kind of just like fine, mm-hmm. you know, and everyone's just like, oh, this fucking like yeah. you couldn't go through two 20 minute episodes of WandaVision. Right. Also, give I don't understand why I feel like it's happening this year specifically with like The Mandalorian and WandaVision. I've never watched a show and immediately posted on Facebook about it, like the dialogue of like Cle- 
please me like it's like who are you that that you're such a critic of these shows enjoy it watch it don't like it move on the the i don't know the discussions behind it are a little irritating to me it kind of ruins it like i like the beginning but not the end no spoilers let's talk about it in the comments i don't know yeah especially if it's not your thing like i i follow some people on social media like tiktok and uh twitter probably where their whole thing is commenting on marvel and comic book movies and and that's their genre so i expect i go to them be like i wonder what this dude thought of this or what she thought or whatever who the fuck you know i don't understand how but you're right there is like all these people you're not a fucking film critic you put very little into this and you just want to be first and you're probably like there is a weird thing where you have to externalize every thought where it's like here's my thought i have to now tell the world this thought Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy to me. I, I thought about this recently. How did not wanting to be friends with people in today's climate is kind of difficult? Yeah. Because, like, I got a friend that I'm like, look, we're just different people now. I mean, I wish you the best. I don't hate you, but I'm just, I don't want to be, I don't want to serve. You're a fucking prick and I don't like you really. And I just think you're kind of a dick. Um, you know, I don't want anything bad to happen to you. Uh, we had some good times in the past, but like, you know, Hey, all right. I just don't want to deal with you. You know, we're different people now. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I thought to myself, but I'm always going to end up seeing what's happening in their lives. Mm -hmm. But if if this was like in the late nineties, even, and you were done with someone, you could literally be done with them and not have to fucking ever worry about Maybe you'd bump into them if you lived in the same area, but you you don't have to know about what's going on in their life. Yeah. Well, Beautiful time that must have been to really fucking mm-hmm. that's like true canceling of someone. Like yeah. you canceled what I don't have to deal with you anymore. You're out of my life. Especially if you move. But I don't you unfollow people on front of I don't follow people on some stuff. Yeah, but you know, um you have enough mutual friends where I feel like you might yeah. get catch wind of what's happening happening. Um everyone watching on YouTube, I just went back to the tighter shot. Uh because my eyesight hasn't been great lately, I feel like. So that's why I wanted the tighter shot so I could really get a better look at you there, Rebecca. Um, actually covered your face. I don't like it right now. No, I'm joking. You just you look like you got a little oily forehead going on. Do you I just work out? I do. No, I didn't. Just I'm like fucking that. with you, by the way. No, come on. I'm joking. Joe, you're you're telling me something that I've been telling myself since I got on this podcast. I started using a vitamin C serum, which has done wonders and good lighting, but this one isn't hitting it. I feel like Whitney Cummings. You know how she always thinks her face is oily? She's like, my face oily? I've been using, since the pandemic, I've been just so many creams. Every time I go to the store, I'm like, I could use a new face cream. <laughs> and then I just, I lather. I got a robe and slippers now. I take an edible and I just, that's what I do. I have night. Oh, I got to get on the edible train. I need to get some edibles. Oh my gosh. I, I, it's changed my life. I don't take, I only do baby. I go five milligrams. It isn't even enough to really do a whole lot. It just calms you down. I take like a sleepy time one and then I'll just go in my room, do, do, do a little mask. And I'm the lamest person you could ever know now. You got some me time. You got no. Yeah, you got to have me time. Also, I feel like drinking. Did you? I'm turning 30 this year. Did you notice you're what, 42? Did you notice when you turned 30 that it was like a huge. You said I'm 42. I know you were kidding, but come on, that hurts a little bit. (laughs) Jeez, I'm 36. Whoa, actually, that was older than I would have paid you for. But was that like, um, 
staring down the barrel of it. It's coming up in like five months. 30, no, 30 was kind of, 40 is going to be weird. I go back and forth in 40. Um, Two years ago, I would have been like, fuck 40. Mm -hmm. Part of me still is like, fuck 40. I want to be in my mid mid 30s is where I'm at right now. And I kind of feel like mid 30s is a cool time to be in. Um, 30 wasn't bad because at the time I knew so many people who like were cool 30 year olds. So like, it was kind of like looking forward to that. Um, late twenties. I didn't like No. late twenties. just felt like you're in this weird cross between mid twenties, which is more excusable to act a certain way and do certain stuff. Late twenties. You felt like you're supposed to be on your road to something, but you don't know what. Yeah. Um, and then 30 just felt like, uh, I'm fucking 30 now. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, this is like, I'm an adult. This is solidly, I'm a full grown person. Here we go. I'm 30. Uh, 40 just feels like, I don't know. The 40 is different. We're comedians. If I was, if we were singers, 40 sounds terrible, but some of the best comedians really hit their prime in their 40s. Almost almost all of them. Tom Segura, I don't think, got bigger until he was in his 40s. Bill Burr. Bill Burr. I mean, in 2008, he had um, Why Do I Do This, which I feel like was his first, like, really, I think it was like his first special, and that really kind of took off. He's 52 now, so he was 40. I think he was 40 yeah. when that came out. Yeah, talked about being 40. Louis C.K., I think Shameless or Chewed Up, that special was like 40 years old. Um, Chappelle's in his mid 40s yeah. right now. Yeah. He started when he was like 16. But yeah, that's that's insane. I don't feel, and even the female comics, I was looking at that comics, who I think are like very young i'm like looking up their ages i'm like oh no they're all in their mid 30s early 40s it's so in this career you like you don't think of it but i'm like it's just such a long process i think 30 to 40 and even now when you i think with like social media and like i think 40 is kind of the new 30 a little bit where it doesn't seem old to me anymore like i think a lot of people are just starting to like settle down in their 40s well, people are living longer too. Yeah. So if life expectancy hits 80, four, you're at the halfway point, which doesn't seem bad. And people are, you know, even more so, I think is we're going to hit a weird time in society. This is a weird, bold prediction. Uh, unfortunately, environment is going to, the actual environment is probably not going to be getting better because America in the world is just stupid in a lot of ways um, about it, sadly. So I think we're going to hit a weird time in which life expectancy is going to jump up a bunch because of medical tech advancements. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, the planet is going to be like, well, fuck that. Cause there's too many goddamn people. Yeah. So here's a hurricane. Mm-hmm. Here's, here's an ice storm in Dallas, Texas, where there's no people. I've this snowstorm down there is insane. I mean, we have it way worse up here. Chicago yeah. snowed like three fucking feet over the last two weeks. Yeah. I shoveled myself out this morning with a, with, with one window scraper took me like two hours maybe you you know we we're talking about fighting earlier i think you could do some damage to people for that time when i when i pulled out when i finally pulled out i, I gave myself a look at my rearview mirror like with kind of like a little like head nod to be like wow what's up yeah. i'm swinging the big dick now what's up me what were you saying about texas Sorry. oh yeah i was saying that like we that, that's like i almost feel like that's mother nature being like we gotta yeah. We can't have every, we can't have all these people living to be a hundred. We can't have all this kind of crazy shit. So the environment's almost going to act as like the Grim Reaper and start taking people down. But back to the age thing, yeah, I'm not. I'm starting to settle in thinking like forty could be fun. I've got four years. Where am I going to be in four years? I get excited because I'm like I'm going to be fucking 
in a great place. So mm-hmm. I already am in a great place, but it's going to be even greater. Yeah. So I, I get kind of pumped about that. And especially since we talked about all the comedians who have really been killing it in their forties, I think it's something about comedy different than music and acting. Mm-hmm. Think about acting. There's, there's children actors. So there's never going to, no one's ever going to write a movie about a six-year-old stand-up comedian. You know what I mean? There's movies where like the lead is a six-year-old. Mm-hmm. Like, so it's different. There's acting classes for kids. Yeah. There's not, I mean, com- stand-up comedy I'm talking about specifically. It's just not something that's, and musically, you know, you could sing pretty early on. Right. You yeah. figure that out. I mean, there's other skills you develop, but mm-hmm. comedy just takes a long time to craft stand-up comedy in particular, very long time to craft, to find your voice. They say, um, you know, it takes 10 years to become an overnight success, but that's not even true. There's people have been 17 years in and you're like, oh, you know, like what's Joey Diaz is like 55. I know, you know? crazy. Even Abby, who just got, um, who just was on HBO, like he's in his 40s also, shout out to Abby Sanchez, but he's been working so hard and now yeah. he's finally starting to like pay off. Like, seeing Well, that's what's really cool about it because I'm not going to say age, you know, if you're 75 and you're going to start stand up, it's going to be tough for you. Right. I mean, and you, and you're going to have to at least have some kind of like fingers on the pulse of what's happening. Yeah. Um, if you're, you know, I, I thought about that as comics age, what like a comic like Bill Burr's done a great job at, as he's aged is he's cynical in areas that are funny overall. Like I remember he had that great joke about the self checkout. Just being like self-checkout's new technology. And he's like, fuck that. And here's why. But then there's other things where it's like, this is new. And he's smart enough to be like, well, this is new, but I can't be the, the old guy who shits on everything that's new. Yeah. Not everything that's new is bad. That's a that's a horrible angle as a comedian. Who's going to gravitate towards that guy? Right. So, And so you have to be sharp enough and to really have the personality to not immediately hate everything that's new. Because I feel like that's a lot of just people in general. They hate what's new. Yeah. As a comedian, you can't be 70 going on stage telling everyone who's way younger than you to be like what you like sucks because mm-hmm. no one's even if it's really funny. You're just not going to have that likability, I feel like. Yeah, it, it just it, it comes off more bitter than anything to be like, oh, that also kind of makes you look like, no, I just don't understand this. If you don't like anything also, but it like once you get comfortable with something and other things change, it is hard to kind of like now jump onto something else. I find myself getting that way with like TikTok, social media in general, like with quarantine i'm i'm not on it a lot and it's just not like i don't know i just suck at it but it's i found myself hating like i'm like the zoom comedy shows and like everyone putting their stuff online the creativity and then i had to take a step back and be like no that's because you're not good at it and you're not applying yourself that's why you hate other people creating it it's not you know it's not them it's right here well that's a very mature way to do it and i used to be like that too whenever there's someone was starting to do some other shit i'd be like oh fuck that but it really was my own thing where i'm like oh, i don't want to keep up i don't want to do more stuff like that but it's like anything else though i try to approach these new platforms uh like tiktok and other things as opportunities yeah. um and everything's approach I don't really post much on Facebook anymore because I feel like the audience has gone away from Facebook for that reason. I right. feel like Facebook's a bad website to promote because again, you're saying, look at me or go buy a ticket. Mm-hmm. Facebook's like, Oh, you're trying to sell something. Fuck you pay us. That's Facebook's yeah. mentality. Mm-hmm. And Facebook's just a place for people to go argue and share dumb conspiracy theories yeah. and to ask questions. Um, you know, tell me your top 10 movies. I'm always seeing questions like that where it's like, name your favorite movie when you're 10. Like, no, I want to comment on all of them. No. No, fucking you don't, why do you give a shit you know yeah i'm over facebook it's i the past month every time i go on there i'm like 
this is miserable. Everyone who is on this and not switched over to Instagram or TikTok who just want to kind of create, like, that's where you want to be. You don't want to be where, like, it's almost like left with, like, all the miserable people over on that side. Just still yeah. staring. Facebook is the only reason I could ever think why I would need to go on Facebook would be to be like, hey, does anyone know a good mechanic? Mm-hmm. I live in this part of the city. Yeah. That's it. Because you're not going to tweet that. You know what I mean? You're not going to. Maybe like, fuck off. <laughs> you have an Instagram picture of your shitty car being like, <laughs> you know, like, could someone help? Like, I. So I guess that's what Facebook's okay with. I fuck around on Facebook Marketplace because I'm like, oh, oh yeah. that's some good shit there, you know? Yeah, I, I love that. I love, I'm in a group called um, Chicago Pizzeria's History, and it's just people posting pictures of their pizza from all over the city but it's very funny because everyone takes it so seriously so it'll be like oh this is like um nick and um nick and Vinny's. what is it called Vito and nicks yeah Vito and nicks and then like they'll post a picture of the of their pie and people will be so aggressive about being like nope that needs to be about two minutes longer in the oven and then like it's, it's back and forth but it's so funny to watch i it's all i do is look at that group give it a peek I'll give it a peek, but like even see your attitude towards that. It's a bunch of people bitching, but you enjoy it. (laughs) I feel like the key is to find a way to take these things for what they are and find a way to enjoy the, like the process of it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for the non-comedians listening, which I hope is most of you, um, it's, you know, use the social media for what you want to gain from it. I guess if it's just a way to keep up with some friends, post some fun pictures and, and you know be like hey this is what's going on in my life then that's great don't let the number of likes you get and all the other bullshit stress you out but if you you're like a small business owner or whatever think of it as um i'm not the person who came up with this phrase but someone said like ports of entry uh might have been andrew schultz so shout out to that dude i feel like he's a master at a lot of this stuff um it's just another way you know i I, i'm there's another comedian friend of ours um who was asking me a lot about TikTok when he like recently, cause he was like, I want to get into it, you know? And he was like, Oh God, there's so, there's so many like rules to this shit. Cause he was posting some videos. And I'm like, well, first of all, you got to use, use some hashtags yeah. you got. And I even told some people, I'm like, look, when you get on these, these platforms, fucking explore them, yeah. take a week to fuck around on them and you'll figure it out and be like, Oh, here's what people are doing. Here's what I'll look at other comedians. Yeah. Google or search stamp comedians on TikTok. See the ones who have a lot of followers and pick up the pattern of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Cause there is like a formula to a lot of this shit. Mm-hmm. When I first got on TikTok, I was like, all right, who's good on TikTok? Mm-hmm. I came across like Sam Morell, Nate Bargetzi, uh, Mark Norman, I think. He's great on YouTube. He's great on I everything. That guy's awesome. I love that dude. Instagram's great. He's one of my, I think he's my number one right now. He's so proud. I, he's definitely in the conversation for me too. I, I featured for him like, <laughs> six, seven years ago. And he's always been a really cool guy to like talk to whenever I'd, you know, run into him like in LA or um, oh. I ran into him in New York too, but really, really fucking cool dude. Yeah. Anyway, though, I looked at what their, those accounts were doing and I go, all right, well, there's the videos off to be like this way. Cause you're watching your phone with that. So not the wide way, like YouTube wants it. It's a different form, uh, like uh ratio or the fuck it's called. And, um, Everyone watching on YouTube, sorry, there's a lag on my end, uh, the video, because I'll turn this way and then I'll be stuck that way for a second and I'll turn back. Anyway, um, sorry for audio listeners. So I, I said, all right, that's what they're doing. And they're also doing hashtags, hashtag comedy, hashtag stamp comedy, hashtag the topic. And then sometimes they'll see what's trending on TikTok and throw the trending like hashtag in there. Mm-hmm. All right, great. I'll do all that. Then I also noticed these people are posting all the fucking time. 
So I was like, all right, here's the goal. I'm going to post as many stand-up clips as possible, mix in some podcast clips and see if I could jump on some trends. Like I remember there was like a no nuance November where people would just give their unadulterated opinions on shit where it's like, here's why this sucks. Here's why they're like, not really like giving any nuance to their thoughts. Yeah. All right, I'll do one of those. Like just, and, but you got to think of it too. Like talking about ports of entry be like, all right, maybe this video didn't do well, but the video I'm posting, I'm going to post four days from now. Maybe that fucking thing will go off and then I'll have people be like, what else has he got? Yeah. All right, cool. And I'm going back through his old TikToks, And now those ones are rising in views. Cause that's what happened to me. Really? I was posting. Yeah, the first. So I, I told myself I'm going to post, see if I can post every day for as long as I can. I didn't say like for the next 10 days. I'm like every day. First four days, five days, even longer, nothing. And, and I'd done sporadically before that. So I probably had about 10 videos up there. Jack shit. I had literally seven followers. And then on day like 11 or 12, a video took off. <gasps> and all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit. I went from over the next week. I went from like, again, like seven followers to like 3000 and then two weeks. And, and then all the other videos went up. I was checking, cause you see your view count. So yeah. that one video, I remember when I hit like 50,000 views, being like, holy shit. I looked, all my other views were like 12,000 views, 13th. Cause they were like, what else does the guy have? Mm -hmm. Then I went over to YouTube and I noticed my YouTube views were starting to go up. Cause I put a thing in the bio going full videos on YouTube. Cause you can only post like up to 55 seconds or something on TikTok. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, and then, so if you're a comedian out there or a musician or whatever, oh, you got albums. Cool. I'm going to see what this guy's albums are like mm -hmm. now because they found me on TikTok. They go to the other ones. Same thing with Twitter. Someone might see a nice tweet of yours. Although I think Twitter's two years away from being like Facebook. Twitter has breaking news though. So I think people will stick by it. Like if some political thing happens, they'll be like, oh, how'd the Senate vote? I'll go to Twitter. Or was there a trade in the NBA? I could go to Twitter. So that's where it's like saving graces. Um, as far as promoting though, I think it's going to be like Facebook. Uh, but like, yeah, you might have a really good tweet and people are like, well, fuck, I want to, what else is here? That's the way people need to think about it. Mm -hmm. If you're, you view it as a chore that you don't want to do, you're probably going to put up crappy shit anyway. And it's yeah. not, it's just going to frustrate you even more mm -hmm. where, you know, sorry if I'm going on a long speech about this, no. Rebecca, but I feel like people need to hear that. Yep. It's great. And it's, it's also, it's just interesting to like hear your mind. I like what you said about like it being a chore because I'm like, I genuinely don't really, it, enjoy it like i love stand-up comedy and i can't wait to do it again and i like that type of like art and i like posting jokes sometimes but i'm like i really don't enjoy <laughs> like like zoom comedy i don't think i i've done it a couple of times and i'm like i i'm not getting anything out of this and i get it if it's like a career you need to like kind of get over it and just do it but i'm like it's it's, it's not fulfilling for me look zoom comedy is not the future no, anyway. I, and I think that too, I'm like, I could do it, but I'm like, or I could wait and I'm fine waiting and just doing something else this year, kind of like doing other things, you know? I, I think you need to, my personal yeah. thing, and this is a nice little segue. You have a, the new podcast that you're doing with Blake and Jonah, yeah, Blake Burkhart, Joe Jerkins, that both great Chicago comedians have been on this podcast listeners. That's where I think I, I've said this before. So again, long time listeners, sorry for being redundant comedians in the year 20 starting in 2020 to 2021 to 2021. Sorry, I fucking, I'm getting like a speech impediment now. You can't think of yourself as a stand-up comedian first. Yeah. Because nothing's open. There are no shows right now. The clubs are slowly opening back up, which is great. Shout out to Zanies. I did a re really cool like virtual show there, which was my first time doing that. And I, I had fun with it because they did it differently. I, w I went to the club. I was on stage there. They filmed it. They live streamed it. And they had people in a Zoom room 
who I could hear their laughter. I could see yeah, them. That's awesome. But that was like the cool way of doing it. And I think a future there might be all the clubs, the smart clubs will sell tickets virtually. Cause yeah. there's going to be some people who are like, look, I'm not going out quite yet. Or maybe that, Hey, I bought myself a 70 inch TV during all this shit and I'm a homebody now and I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. And I still like comedy and whatever. And they'll be able to go to zanies.com, laughfactory.com, pay 10 bucks, 20 bucks. Maybe, maybe, yeah, I don't know what the price will be. <laughs> Keep it cheap. That's your house. 10 bucks, get that fucking link, click that link and watch the comedian. Yeah. But I think it'd be even better if there's a live packed house. So mm-hmm. now you get live ticket sales and you get digital ticket sales. Yeah. So the big names are probably already working on this. Like mm-hmm. Jim Gaffigan's thinking to himself, fuck, I already have an older audience. This right. is going to be great. I'll go back to doing a theater or I could even do a smaller theater, mm-hmm. fucking a 500 seater, sell all those tickets. Then for an extra $10, it's unlimited. Yeah. I could sell a $10 live stream fucking a million of those mm-hmm. all day as long as the technology is good and I, i've got the broadband for it or whatever the fuck yeah that's just a, another way to business model mm-hmm. but what i'm saying is you can't think of yourself as a comedian first we're always gonna be comedians but as far as like crafting your act is what are you, you're gonna be sitting around being like when can i do this when can i do that and you're just gonna frustrate yourself yeah. think about this you're no longer comedian slash podcaster your podcaster slash comedian mm-hmm. your podcaster slash fucking this like the, the, the that's just the way it goes i started viewing it like all right, I'm a YouTuber slash podcaster slash TikTok content creator. Right. And, and and look, some of it's not fun, uploading shit and doing all that, but you do it because you think to yourself, when stand-up comes back, more people are going to hopefully come buy tickets because mm-hmm. I'm building up this audience online. Yeah. Like that, you don't take the joy. The joy comes from the response you get. So you, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a lot of work uploading a video and editing it the right way and, and adding like a, some effects and some captions and all that kind of shit, wherever you're doing that part sucks. But the part that's nice is when someone says, holy oh, shit, God. you're fucking hilarious. Yeah. Or this just made my day or they're tagging their friends in the videos. That, that part's pretty awesome. Yeah. That feels good. The gratification from it feels great. And even doing the podcast people who you never know because i always think of it just as my friends watching it but then other people find it and it kind of i've gotten messages from like strangers being like oh my god i love it i'm like whoa it's, it's very satisfying to like have something out there that you just think is like conversational you're like oh this kind of <laughs> who's listening to this and then it's like oh they people really enjoy it and this the zoom comedy shows the live stream like laugh factory did it zanies did it that's a whole date night for somebody for people who are stuck in their house to like, like order in and like you have your tickets to like a comedy show. I've watched the audience enjoying it, like dying laughing. I've seen their like setups when I've like watched some of the zoom shows, like they're in their living rooms. They have like blankets, they have like friends over. I'm like, Oh, that's a whole night that like you're giving them that. No, it's great. It's great. And shot like big respect to Zanies for having me on. And like it was challenging because I'm like, what do I do? I haven't done stand up in like five months now, and I I don't want to just do my old stuff. I couldn't even remember my old stuff that well, so I'm like, I'm gonna half, I'm gonna do one of my old jokes and fuck it up because I can't remember the beats. I just I did like I did like seventy percent new stuff because I'm like, fuck it, let's just see how this goes. And my timing was off because it was new, and the timing's off because the, the audience is right there. But it was still fun, and I, I you know that's like that I'm more into than just. I'm doing a zoom corporate show in a couple weeks, which I'm going to give my all to, but I'm literally going to be sitting where I'm at right now with yeah. this background, talking into a camera and just, it's just, it's not why we got into this. We got into this for the live thrill of it. Right, right. now. Let's talk about your podcast. Never seen the Simpsons. 
because Rebecca, as we talked about earlier in this podcast, being a homeschooled kid, uh, did you even have toys growing up? Yeah, but not. I'm a G.I. Joe kind of gal. But no, I didn't. But you want to know what? You're not, you weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons, right? Because it was too secular? Not all. It's kind of crazy. I had this idea of the of the of the Simpsons as being very um, naughty show. Like I thought of it kind of as like a Family Guy South Park is what I would have assumed that it was like. And then I started to watch it, and I was like, this is actually very PG. There's not a lot wrong with the show. It's kind of like baffling that I wasn't allowed to watch it. And I and I think what it is is it's kind of the I think what my dad didn't like and I think a lot cuz I'm not the only one who wasn't allowed to watch it. I know tons of people who weren't allowed to watch it growing up, like non-homeschoolers. I think it's the dynamic of the dad being a dum-dum and not respected as like the head of the household. I 100% think that that's why America as a whole it's kind of controversial show. But I could see Yeah, I mean growing up everyone I know watched it, but I could see like, you know, smaller town very, very Christian conservative being like, no. And they, there were some jokes. Yeah. I, I think the show's fine, but there are some jokes where it's like, all right, I guess I could see why you wouldn't want like a six year old to watch it maybe. Right. But, you know, older, I, I, I just think the show's such brilliant writing and it's just a funny show that's become timeless. So it's like season 24 now or something. Yeah. We're starting, it's, we've done 20 episodes so far and we started at season three, but I'm, dying every episode i'm enjoying it like i i'm enjoying it because it's so funny but it's also the writing and it's so heartfelt you just like fall in love with the entire show so yeah there's some great characters too i mean it's the fucking simpsons they they were such a phenomenon when i was a kid that burger king had these simpson dolls as like happy meals as whatever the burger king version of a happy meal is a kid's meal or something Mm -hmm. side note McDonald's genius for copywriting Happy Meal because all these other places have like a kid's meal and it just sounds so like, no, you know what I mean? Sounds like cheap. Poppers has like a snacks. It's like called like a chop sack or something like that. And you're like, this sounds disgusting. <laughs> it does. It sounds like it's something a pervert would give you in a van. Anyhow. Yeah, they, they were such a phenomenon. I remember I had a teacher being like, I'd buy Simpsons toys right now and not open them up because they're going to be worth tons of money in 20 years mm-hmm. when like the nostalgia comes around and all that kind of stuff. When the sh- and I remember him saying when the show's off the air, yeah, good call there because it's not off the air and it probably never will be. I just, it's one of those shows I think that it could, almost like SNL, it could go on forever. Yeah. Um, I like how it's, it's always sunny is kind of like they're thinking the same way about themselves. Why can't we be a live action version of South Park where every year we'll just tackle a new issue? Yeah. I've been catching up on it's always sunny in Philadelphia. That's a good show. So fucking good. Oh my they God. did an episode about where they're trying to figure out the bathroom thing. How do we live like, with the gender issues with bathrooms? Like they're always, there's always going to be new stuff in the world to talk about so they could keep it going. The Simpsons were brilliant where it's like the kids don't age. Yep. So Nothing smart cool. that they did it that way. Yeah, there's no storyline. Like every episode is a storyline, but like throughout. There's no arc. There's no arc to it. I love. Who's your favorite character? It's Homer. Homer's just. When I was a kid, when the episode, I can't remember what, you know, what season it was or whatever, but he did that thing where he was at like the candy fair or something. And he stole like the little piece of candy it was like the crown jewel and he goes running out. Cause they're like, he set off an alarm and he's like, go, go. And he's like, you know, telling the family to leave. 
He stops, gets a can of Coke, a thing of like pop rocks, shakes it together, throws it like it's a bomb. And then he goes, see it hell, candy boys. And he starts running and like it's an explosion and he goes flying from the explosion. And for when I saw that episode as like a 10 year old, I must have said, see you in hell, candy boys, every time I left anywhere for the next four or five years. I think I carried it on way past its due date, but it was worth it. Oh, that's funny. I didn't get that. People say Homer a whole lot. Mine, mine's, mine's either Bart. The kids have no bad lines. Anything that comes out of their mouth you're, is so funny. No, yeah, Bart. I mean, Bart's amazing too. Um, there's so many good ones. Hacky that everyone loves Bart, but I'm like, I, he's. I think he's, he's the best one. The so side characters are great. Chief Wiggum's hilarious. Yep, yeah, he's funny. I have a really hard time remembering their names. There's so many new characters, and I like once I watch it, it's like broke out of my mind. And so they try to get me to guess the characters' names, and I fail. It'll come back around. Yeah. But again, I think it's a show that could last on because, you know, they'll just keep finding these great writers who will just be like, I've always, wa- The Simpsons, I grew up in The Simpsons, of course I want to write for it. And they'll have fresh ideas and they'll just keep it going. And um, and now that every episode's on Disney Plus, people are catching up. It'll have that steady audience. It'll dip and then it'll come back up. It'll like waves. And I, I think that's, that's amazing. Um, Rebecca, now... I want to end the podcast playing the game we've been I've been playing with people for probably I think it started in the like almost maybe a year ago now I've been doing these uh, classic game called Fuck Mary Kill I'm gonna play with you okay. Okay. and I'm doing it different this time based off of your new and awesome podcast called Never Seen the Simpsons which everyone should check out we are gonna do Fuck Mary Kill with Simpsons characters oh well so, okay I got three picked out right. for you all right. I'm like, Exciting. if I say, if I can't say fuck Bart. Well, yeah, that's why I didn't choose. I didn't choose Bart or Lisa. <laughs> I didn't want to choose the kids for that obvious reason. Um, <laughs> so, and then if you want, you could throw one at me for fun. I know I didn't give you any heads up, but here, we'll go you first. And maybe it'll give you some ideas for me. Here are your choices for fuck, Mary kill Simpsons edition. All right. Going with the obvious. You got to, got to put them in there. Homer Simpson. Okay. Moving on, moving on, literally right next door, Ned Flanders. Okay. And rounding out your choices of fuck, Mary kill. I've got the owner of Moe's Tavern, Mo Sislak. All right. It's tough. Okay, this is easy. I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck Mo because it's gonna be weird. I feel like he's into some weird stuff. He's gonna. I didn't know you were into weird stuff. Well, I'm not, but every once in a while, if it's a special occasion, I'm gonna. If you're, if you're in, if you're in it for the fucking, you're like, I want it to be something I'm gonna remember. I, um. Well, let's before we keep going. What kind of kinky shit do you think Mo's into? I feel like he'll make me a little scared. Like, I, like I'll be in, like I'll be in his, in his, um, in his bar, and then all of a sudden he'll like kind of like like a storage room situation, and then he'll kind of like like lock the door, but then be like, just kidding. But I'm like, oh, but now my heart's racing a little bit. And then is- I don't know, we'll do some weird stuff. I am. Um, so I'm going to do that with Mo. And then also sometimes they like people who are tinier than me. And I think he's kind of, kind of tinier than me. I am. Um, he's shorter than you for sure. Most is like, I think he's about five foot four. Five foot four slender. Yeah. It kind of be like a, anyways. And then I'm going to, I mean, I'm no. he looks like he might be swinging some. 
that body type always does. I say it a lot of times. The like very skinny five six Hunchback. to five ten. Yeah, kind of hunched over back. It's because he's got he's pulling his peener's pulling him down a little bit. Um, I'm gonna kill Homer, and I'm I know, I know, and I'm gonna marry Ned because he'll take care of me the most. Why are you killing Homer? Because Ned. You want to marry Ned. He's funny and he makes the most money. Oakley dokley. He gonna, does. He's a business owner. You want to be Marge? You want me to be Marge? Would you be Marge or would you be Ned's wife? Ned's wife's butt is higher up than Marge's butt. We heard, we find out. That's because Ned pays for it. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think Homer's so blo- See, if, if it were me, though, and that's why I'm glad it's you. Yeah. I would have, um, yeah, that is tough. Okay. You can't kill Homer because he's so beloved. Yeah. But I, are you going to fuck him? No, I would marry Homer and just not have sex with him because I think he's hilarious and I would just enjoy his company all the time. I'd be like, he fell down the stairs again. This guy's such dope. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then I think I would, I would kill Ned Flanders Okay. because I would be like, that scene in Fight Club. You've seen Fight Club? No, but I. Well, this I'm not ruining the big reveal of Fight Club, but there's a scene where he beats the shit out of Jared Leto, and Brad Pitt asks Ed Norton why he did that, and he goes, "I just wanted to destroy something pretty." <laughs> That's what I would do when I'm killing Ned Flanders. I would be like that scene where I'm just bashing his fucking mustache in, mm-hmm. um, and be like Oakley Doakley, Oakley, fuck you, you know, and headbutt him, and then blood comes out of the nose. The mustache should be red as if he just went down on his wife when she had her. Why did I go that way? That's you. You're his wife. You're uh, Maude Flander. But, yeah. um, and then Mo Sizlak. Yeah, I guess maybe I'd, I'd bang him too. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. he's a business owner. If I did a good job, I could get free alcohol going forward. I don't know. I see it got weird for me doing it. I don't think about it for me. I think about it for my guests, for my how guys. they would choose. Well, I have a good one for you. This is kind of like a, um, one of them's kind of like a bonus. Okay. Fuck, Mary, kill. Are you ready? I'm ready. Marge. Bart's teacher, Miss... Krabappel. R.I.P. The woman died who did her voice. Huh. I didn't know that. Or, this is a bonus, the twin sisters. So that's grouped as one. Side note, you know, we were talking about WandaVision earlier. Someone had a funny... I don't know if it was like a meme where it showed Elizabeth Olsen with her twin sisters, Mary Kate and Ashley. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> sisters were twins. And then they had it next to Marge with the twins, Selma and Patty. And it kind of made me laugh. All right. So I am going to, mm, this is tough. I know. I'm going, you're very good. See, Mrs. Krabappel had like a lingerie pick once in one episode, and she looked. I know. Pretty- Mo's Tavern. She when she went. That was the Flaming Mo's episode, I think. She looked like a hot piece of cake. See, the body looked tight, you know. Um, so I'm gonna bang her. Okay. Yeah. And she's no, looking- wait. You know what? I'm gonna marry her. Right. I'm gonna marry her. Um, because teachers have summers off, so that's nice. <laughs> that's, you know? But what do you um, along with her? Then that sucks. That's fine. What'd you say? 
But if you don't get along with her, that's kind of a bummer. You have your whole yeah, that might be a bummer. I think I might get along with her okay, though. Then I'm going to bang Marge Ooh. because there was a thing in the early 2000s of naked Marge pictures going around that were kind of like sexy. <laughs> so Marge is going to get it. And then the twins, I have to murder, but now I have to kill two people? people That's a lot of work. You have two deaths on your hands. But if you, they're always by each other, you can kind of get them with one gunshot, I think. Or like one. Yeah, if you line them up just right. <laughs> yeah, a slim samurai slice across a good one. Yeah, that, that might be. See, that's the challenge then. If you're going to be a murderer, go all in. Don't have fast okay. being a killer. Nope. And yeah. It, well, if you were to murder somebody and you're like, I'm already going to do it. I'm already going for it. You kind of want to make it as like gruesome as can be. You're like, I have one shot to kind of know what it feels like to kill a person. It's not something you take lightly, you know? Yeah, I agree. Go go bigger or go to the prison, right? Kill, kill twins or don't kill at all. That's what I say. For sure, for sure. All right, that was perfect. I like that a lot. Um, Rebecca, do you have time to hang out for a little bonus? Yeah. We'll do, we'll do a little bonus. So everyone listening right now, that's been the regular podcast. Subscribe to the Patreon. You get all sorts of exclusive content. So there's hours of stuff there. I write some blogs. I've shared some videos of me drunk. Actually, Rebecca witnessed me recovering from that hangover the next day. I've, I've shared a couple of clips from that crazy drunken night I had. That was actually yeah. the last time I drank alcohol. It's been over oh. a month now since I drank booze. So. Pretty I good. thought you were talking about the first time I saw you hungover at the Texas Roadhouse when you had to go sit in my car while I ate steak. Oh, yeah, that's right. You and I did a weekend in Minnesota. Yeah. So you, I've kind of seen you in that state a couple of times. I forgot about that. Yeah. It's, I'm not, it's not pretty. It's not, I, get, <laughs> I get notoriously terrible hangovers. But everyone, check out Never Seen the Simpsons. Uh, join the Patreon so you can get that bonus content of some really good stuff. That top tier, you get a producer credit on all my podcast clips. I throw in a little co-executive, co-producer thing in there for you. So uh, it'd mean the world to me. Uh, you guys are the best. Thanks for checking out the Joe Kilgallen podcast. Cheers.